AJ. And I'm Bill. And you're listening to A&B Sports Media, the podcast. Today we got a, a real special one. Um, we're really hammered down on the eSports the e and our yes. favorite game, League of Legends. And we have, we have our first ever guest, uh, Ryan. Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, I'm your resident nerd here, uh, you know, talking games with the boys. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. Um, so let's let's start off with this, uh, Bill. Why don't you kind of tell the whole the whole listeners the spiel of the League spiel, of Legends, the basics. That way, when we go into intricacies, they have a decent a decent understanding. A decent, oh yeah, decent with League of Legends, the game that has micro and macro everywhere. So <laughs> League of Legends um, is a game that was created. Um, it was released actually. I'm sorry, on October twenty seventh, two thousand nine, by Riot Games. Is still being updated to this day, 12, nope, 22 years later. Yeah, small um, indie company. Yeah, though. small indie company with 200 years of experience. Remember that. Um, basically, the general gist of League of Legends is a five-man team. It is known as a multiplayer online battle arena, a.k.a. a MOBA. And the general gameplay of this is players are formed into two even teams of five, each team starts at opposing sides of the map. With this map, imagine it's just a square. Think of like kind of like a trident where one lane goes all the way up to one corner and around. Same thing with the bottom side and one diagonally cutting through the middle. Um, then each team basically starts on the opposite sides of the map where their base, which is called a nexus. That is the base. Um, the objective of the game is to destroy the nexus. Um... Along the path of each lane are turrets, which will get in your way, piss you off, and especially for AJ's case, always be in range to shoot him. Dude, there, it's, it's a myth. Turret range is a myth. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, at least for AJ. But there, uh, there will be little minions that go along the lanes that you will kill, get experience, get you new abilities, and eventually be able to purchase new, stronger items. Um... In between the lanes, there is something known as a jungle, and that basically has other creatures and powerful um, epic monsters that you can kill for buffs. Now, just to explain the three different lanes and what they kind of represent, keep in mind when it comes to League of Legends, this has um, been made as time went on. This has changed over many years. Isn't that right, Ryan? Like how the lanes used to be? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, just to explain what it's currently at right now, in the top lane, that's where you'll find what is known as the tanks and the um, bruisers. Basically, for the tanks, you know, really stocky people, bunch of armor, um, magic resistance type stuff to where they can stay in the fight for a while without losing too much health. They're, they're the sponges for you. The bruisers are a little bit like that. They're a little bit beefier. They take a lot of damage, they deal a lot of damage, but they heal a lot usually as well. That's your top lane. Usually when it comes to top lane, especially if somebody on my right that's named AJ is a jungler will not come and help. It's an but, island. Deal with it yourself. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but moving on to the mid lane, mid lane will always have your assassins, those one-shot kill people, the little bit of stealthiness to them where they can come in and they're just like, done. Um, you have your mages where they will have powerful magic where they can burst you down. There's one little tiny guy. His name is Vagar. I'll get back to him later. He literally has a button that just kills you in one shot. Um, that's your mid lane. Mostly magic damage type stuff. Wizards, etc. Um, followed by the bottom lane. Now the bottom lane actually has two characters there usually. So top lane has one. Mid lane has one. The bottom lane, aka bot lane will have two on each side. You have your attack damage carry, a.k.a. ADC. Your ADC is your rapid fire damage, usually. Um, they're, uh, they're characters or champions, in League of Legends they're called champions, that will attack very fast, deal critical damage, shred through people, and chain kills and look really good. That's not me. I'm just letting you know that now. Um, your other... Uh, the one that's going with it as well, along with your ADC, is your support. Your support can either heal you, shield you, engage for your ADC in order to make it uh, make get some kills, get you ahead of the game, and eventually win. 
And in my case, when I'm support and AJ is my ADC, I steal every single one of his kills. I'm in hell. And he's in hell, yes. Last but not least, we have something known as the jungle. Like I said during the, um, explaining the map, they're in between the top lane and the middle lane, and in the middle lane and the bot lane, there is a jungle-esque area. It has a bunch of different creatures in there, and there is one champion known as the jungler that will go through and clear these camps, which give um, them specific buffs to help them with damage, reduce the ability time to cast spells, and also affect other lanes. So the jungler will go through the jungle and eventually do what is something known as a gank, where they will gank a um, another lane in order to get a kill. Hopefully to either feed themselves to get stronger or the laner to get them stronger and give them a lead. But if they're terrible, you will know because that is something known as a jungle difference. Um, but basically, that's the overall gist of it there is like i said in the beginning sets of turrets you have to get through first then there um and each base there is uh three of them there is known as a inhibitor inhibitors are needed to be destroyed before a nexus can be taken at least one you don't need to destroy all of them you just need to destroy one um anything i'm missing Dan, aj no, I'm pretty sure you got all of it, bud. There will be a test at the end of this. There will be. Um, <laughs> Multiple choice. Je no. Yeah, just, just for a quick overview, there's top lane, which is like your strong, like your tanky people. Mid lane, where it's like quick assassin damage. Burst and a mages. Yeah. yeah. Bot lane, it's got two people. One squishy, does a lot of damage. One is there uh, to keep it, keep it alive. Yep. And then there's a jungle who focuses on objectives and keeps other lanes uh, in check. And with the jungler... The, since there's a lot of champions, which we'll get back into in a minute, the jungler it kind of can be either of the any of the three. It can there's junglers that are like attack damage carries, like supports, like mid laners, and like top laners. So jungle you kind of have the little more of a free style to go with, but it really depends on how your team will work. But just to continue on with that, just to let you know how many freaking champions there are. Yeah, there's a lot. There are one, currently 162 champions in League of Legends, with the last one just being released recently. Um, he was released on November 2nd of 2022. And Riot Games is always trying to release, I believe it's like, what, two or three a year? Two, two champions a year, I believe there's, that's their mark. Yeah, okay. and I know that recently, in the coming years, they kind of slowed it down for they more did, like, reworks yeah. and for more uh, game modes well, and yeah, stuff like that. Because they have 162. So just a note, speaking of game modes, there is, at this time, three game modes. Two are permanent. One is a rotating seasonal one. Well, there's a, there's a third one, too. There's TFT. Uh, I wouldn't count that. I wasn't going to count uh, that. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That would be a completely different game. That's a different game. game. Yeah. It's a part of Riot Games, but it's um, you can play it off the same um, website that you would go to or application, but it's not the same game. But there is what is known as the Summoner's Rift, which is what we just explained, the 5v5 game. That's the really big esports game that we will be getting through today. You also have something known as the Howling Abyss, which is also... The game mode is called ARAM, all random, all middle. All the champions, 5v5, down one single lane, two turrets, and an inhib to get through to the enemy base. And that one's more for fun. It's a great way to warm up, yell at your friends just real quick, get yourself grooving. Yeah, when it, when it comes to, to esports and pro play, that one necessarily hasn't been a big proponent. It's mainly been the main yeah. the main map. The main one is the Summoner's Rift. That is the big one that you will see with all of esports regarding League of Legends. Unfortunately, Twisted Tree Line did not make it. That is an old game mode that does not exist anymore. Bring back Dominion. Bring <laughs> back. Um, just as a, a little fun tidbit too, let's let's go around and, and, and say like uh, give at least a few mains. So Patton, who do you think you're you're like two two three mains? I'll give two, them a little detail. Two to three mains. Yeah. Oh, wow. Three. Just give oh. two then too. Oh, for each lane or just for no, a, just just straight overall. up in general. If we did each lane, we'd be here for a while. All right, so I'll have to reference this back to Billy. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, AJ, for calling me an it. This uh, support can keep it alive. <laughs> um, That's me too. So, but you know, I play. Uh, 
the ADC role. So my main would probably be Zeri, you obviously, it. because um, she's a speed demon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zeri. She goes Bert. <laughs> she goes Bert. Zeri goes Bert, basically has a gun that shoots a bunch of bullets at once, kind of like a shotgun in a weird way. It's 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 birdshot. It's yeah. bur- birdshot. It bursts at one single target, but it does a lot of damage. You also, she's a little bit more mechanically um, skilled because you have to click as you move in order to make sure she doesn't, you know, get all messed up. For a second, I thought you meant how every champion kind of clicks as they move. No, okay. <laughs> okay. that makes sense. Because you know her cues yeah. everything. But oh, that's actually something I didn't think of that well, we'll have to bring up. So the abilities. Q, W, E, and R. Oh, yeah. Each each champion has, um, like, four abilities. It's mo- most, yeah. of the way the ma- it, most of the way it's mapped, because you play off of the keyboard, is Q, W, E, R. Um, R is your ultimate, your main. Like, that's what necessarily makes or breaks a champion in a lot of ways. Um, and then you have a passive. So instead of going really in-depth with that, because then we'd sit here for probably, like, a year, going yeah. into each individual oh. champion... Um, Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bill, who's your main? I think I can take a, a wild guess here. Who would you think it is? Uh, just based off your username, um, yeah. and based off of every time I play with you, it's yeah. Shen. It's got to be Timo. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's right. You are no. a devil, yeah. So, there is a specific champ that I am trying to rank myself up with, which we'll go through ranking, I guess, in a little bit. Yeah. Um, quickly, not yeah, going not, into not crazy too, detail. No. But Shen is a tank that goes in the top lane. Uh, he can teleport to allies, give them a big shield, block damage for them. Overall, a fun champ and has not been buffed for some time, Riot. Where the hell is my five Qs? He doesn't... Stop. Stop. No. No. I want Riot to listen to me. You just want an OP champion. I want an OP champion is right. Don't wish an easier method. I want... Be, be, better, be better. No. Be better. I want five procs. I want a W that blocks everything. Everything. Yeah. And then an E that scales with taunt. <laughs> I feel like you're just talking about Scion. Yeah. Pretty you much. I feel like you um, when it comes to, to my main, I would probably have to either be Jin or Aatrox. Jin, uh, is, Jin is a megalomaniac psychopath, uh, murderer in lore wise, but in game he's so squishy, so, so squishy. He, he does a lot of damage. He's, he's one of the ADCs, uh, and the bot lane where normally they're, they're very, uh, they, they do a lot of damage like in, in a long period of time. Jin is, he has four shots. Each one ramping up to the fourth shot, and the fourth shot does a lot of damage. So it's like, then he has you're, to you're, reload. yeah, you're quickly bursting, and then he has to reload, which not a lot of champions do at all outside of Graves. My biggest thing with that, run. Yeah, yeah. you're reloading, <laughs> run. <laughs> they give you move speed, but um, that's kind of the basics. I know it's extremely hard to to kind of get wrap your mind around it while you don't have any visuals, but hopefully that gave you a little bit of an yeah, idea. I'm gonna try to, we're going to try to be as detailed as we can, yeah, but cause... we can only do so much with 162 champions <laughs> and a game mode that has even more detail inside of what I explained. There is dragons that have to be buffed, Rift Heralds, a Baron, it's, which is a giant worm creature. It's literally playing chess without knowing all the it's details. It's playing chess, missing a couple pieces, while somebody's yelling, King me. Yeah, and you, you have plenty of enters, but since this being a, uh, a sports necessarily podcast, instead of diving real into the actual game, yes. let's actually get into the, the esports section of it, which in America is called LCS. Correct. Um, League Championship Series. Indeed. So, so Patton, what are your initial thoughts after like the four weeks that we've had in the season? Oh boy, are all of these standings completely shocking? <laughs> really? Um, absolutely. I mean, FlyQuest—it's up there at eight and one, mm-hmm. right? Eight wins, one loss. But I, I don't think anybody coming into the year really thought FlyQuest was outside of you know, or inside rather, top four. Yeah, four seed. Uh, biggest people coming into hype, EG, off of a great split last split. Um, the the big hype around Team Liquid, which pretty much uh, went all Korean. Yeah, <laughs> they they got five Korean players, and with uh, you know so much history behind it too, they have one world championship that just happened uh, last year. Yeah, with uh, Pusik, and that didn't. It's not panning out, rather as they, they would hope. Core JJ, which is just a staple in the support role. I mean, th- this guy's been all over the place. He's played AD, support jungler. He's actually swapped 
countries to play for other countries and uh, their league scene. So, Damn. so what do you what do you think the reasoning is? Because like you have a literal like world champion on that team, and I feel like he has not like performed nearly as close as what he, he should be. Jungle difference. Uh, well, yeah, no, it's it's a little bit of everything. It's it's meta shifts. It's mm-hmm. the champions that you know uh, go well with each other. It's definitely team cohesion is number been one. A very very mm-hmm. weird meta shift comparative to the to the world championship he won, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure we're gonna dive into just a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. But when you're sitting there and you're talking about bringing five practically new players together, I mean, I think Team Liquid pretty much blew. Blew up their entire roster outside of Core JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna have your ups and downs. Everyone's got their own specific styles of playing. You know, some people want to be carries. Some people, you know, want to be carried, and they got to really find a happy medium. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely interesting because well, C9's been nearly really consistent, yeah. like along the lines. So let's we should go over the teams of or who they are, what their um ra- not rank um what their record is right now, just so everyone understands what the standings are at this time four weeks in. Sure. So we got uh, at number one, standing at the top, uh, FlyQuest. They're 8-1. and one. Um, The one that uh, Pat was talking about, kind of coming in as a surprise mm-hmm. this season. We got uh, EG, Evil Geniuses, uh, at 7-2. and two. Uh, They're tied with second with uh, Cloud9 at 7-2 and two as well. Um, in fourth place, we got TSM and Golden Guardians. Ye old faithful shall be rewarded. <laughs> at both at a five and four, uh, CLG uh, at tied at sixth place with a hundred thieves at a four and five. You got Team Liquid Honda, uh, TL. Um, they got sponsored. With, yeah, they're sponsored um, with three wins, six losses. Immortals, Immortal Progressive, uh, they're two and seven. They need and, better insurance. In, in ninth place. <laughs> Should go to Geico. Um, and then, oh, God, we got Dignitas in 10th place. With, I'm coming back to Dignitas not, in a little bit. Not a single win. They're 0-9. Oh Looking like my match history. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. whenever, once I started getting into League and actual the pro scene, I was always like a big, it was either TL or, or C9 team. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing that at least I have C9 to consistently go back on. Oh, my is, age yeah. is showing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, I, when I came in, it was CLG C9. Mm-hmm. Oh, TSM, wow. baby. <laughs> TSM, the one in true blue, Reggie. Yes. So, I guess, why why do you think that FlyQuest is having such a, a, a prominent start within the, the first four weeks? Absolutely. They are just clicking right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, it's Prince is a monster, which is one of their biggest kind of uh, bring-ins mm-hmm. uh, at the AD role. He is just doing so well right now. He's coming out of lane, which I... You can quote me, but don't quote me at the same yeah. time on this. I'm pretty sure he's up like a good 300 gold just out of lane stats. Wow. And, and just XP. So and just to note as well for our new listeners that aren't big into esports, people, when it comes to players, it's not going to be their actual name. It is going to be their screen name that they would use. Yeah. So like in my case, mine is Silver Shen. You can follow me on League of Legends and see how bad I'm doing. That's perfectly fine. It's also been under a couple different names, but I can't say them out loud because I, it would be an identity problem. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, uh, is this their roster right now? Yeah, so so I actually pulled up. So we had a, well, sticking on Fly, Fly Quest actually, because they are the, the prominent team. Um, they actually had a huge upset to TSM, which was kind of crazy because TSM has kind of been middle of the pack, kind of figuring things out a little bit. And FlyQuest, like like Patton said, has been clicking, has been dominant throughout every single game. There's not one game that I watched um, outside of this one where I was like, they're going to lose. They just look like the better team, all in all. And they lost to TSM. And I'm curious, what did you were you able to see this game? I, I was able to see snippets of it. The thing is, like when you're sitting there, you have the stats up right now, and, and you're looking at this. This game was a lot closer than a lot of people realized. It... It's really just a bunch of mistakes just in succession that, that led them down this path. Yeah. Realistically. I, I mean, just even looking at the draft here, this isn't favorable in the slightest. Like, yeah. they're trying to play protected Jinx, which is another champion. Um, with support players is playing Thresh. You have 
speak it in the jungle, who's playing Maokai, and then Scion. Mm-hmm. You you have Jinx doing all of your damage. You don't have any kind of magic damage on there. It's pretty easy to sit there and build armor. On top of that, the top lane, Cho'Gath will absolutely annihilate Scion. Yeah. I mean, on top of building tanky as well, like, he doesn't need to build damage. It's just innate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how this played out. Because um, like you said, they did kind of play pre- uh, Protect Jinx. And as as it showed, it didn't really work out. And even like the, the gold differentials were were significant. Like I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is specifically top lane. Like there was a 4K gold difference. And for those that don't necessarily know, any pretty much any gold difference is, is crucial. But once you start getting into the ones, two, 2000s, like, that's where, like, you know, like, that lane's kind of being um, stomped mm-hmm. on a little and bit. Then, that's where there's a huge difference. Because people will have an item advantage, which gives them a little bit stronger attack damage, magic power, cooldown ability to where they can be a lot more effective and efficient compared to somebody that's behind. So gold differences are huge. Yeah. So it's, it's intriguing to see how... And, and like you said, it, even just playing, like, regular games, you can, <laughs> you can see, like, there's this term snowballing where, like, one mistake leads to another, and you, yep. uh, so the team just keeps getting stronger and stronger. On the other end, the team keeps getting weaker and weaker. And if you compound a lot of mistakes, you could you could feel the momentum and the snowballing begin. So it's it, even in pro play, they're not they are not um, unprone to this. Like it'll happen, and even it'll happen to the best team. So yeah. it was just curious to me that it happened to a team like like TSM, who they like like you like we've been talking about. They really haven't lived up to their potential. And it's interesting to see if this is going to be a, a jumping jumping point for TSM. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to believe so. But, I mean, as I said, you're, you're looking at the teams here. I wouldn't put them past fourth place. I yeah. think they're going to make it an excellent run towards uh, the end of spring. Yeah. Because um, they're just always kind of playoff hopefuls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I wouldn't really put them outside top four. I'd put them four or five pretty much yeah. where they're sitting right now. I, I'd say that's a fair, fair evaluation, but... Let's uh, before we get more into each individual uh, team, uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about the meta. So, uh, the meta necessarily, specifically in pro play, dictates what champions getting played, what comps are getting played. Um, each team can ban up to, I believe, uh, five people, um, and they kind of split the ban so that way people can pick accordingly and stuff like that. And the bit, honestly, the the drafting phase is actually a really fun part because I feel like that's where a lot of the, the chess goes into it. Because if you have a bad drafting phase, you're screwed. Oh, uh, you're you can get out coached so quickly. Uh, these guys spend hours on hours looking at every possible combinations of champions to put together. Yeah. Uh, not on top of that, just there's weak champions that some of these players can just perform at such a top level with. Yeah. So you have to also consider them. And to kind of give it an idea of what draft is, you're pretty much, you're banning three champions on both sides, and then one side will get the option to pick one champion first, and after that champion is picked, the other side will get to pick two champions. And it'll pretty much snake domino effect all the way throughout the draft phase. Um, Usually what's happening here in the meta is you will always see your ADC getting picked, you will always see your support getting picked, and you will always see your jungler getting picked within the first ban phase. So your first three picks will 90% of the time be these champions. Uh, after that, two more bans go through. You get to target whichever's left, which would be your top lane and your mid lane champion pools. Get them out of the way, and then you'll proceed from there. Yeah, and I know that, that there's a really cool thing, too, where like if, if they can like figure out a weak point in the team, they'll ban that person out. Like specifically if it's like ADC or top lane to mm-hmm. give them that little edge because especially in top lane, um, at least in pro play, it is more of like a one v one situation. Like you you might get that early roam, mm-hmm. but majority of the time it's like, well, who's better at farming? Who's better at wave manipulation? That kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. I, I personally like to see a lot of AD bands um, put someone on something uncomfortable. Granted, these are pro players; they know every champion, but all one hundred and sixty-two. Yeah. And that's that's no joke. They'll play all of them at a higher level than Billy will ever be able to play at. <laughs> <laughs> Rude, but accurate. Rude, but accurate. Uh, but it's nice to see, you know, some switch-ups. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't want to see Zeri every game. I don't want to see Lucian every game. You and me. Uh, 
I would absolutely nah, she's out of the meta. Yeah, I love God. it. I love it so I, much. I would love to see a Kog'Maw come out. I'd love to see Veins coming out. I am a big Reckless fanboy. I love the AD cannon. I love watching <laughs> it. It makes for great television. Uh, yeah, what I what I really want to see more of in at least the meta, and we'll kind of get into the meta a little bit too, is I want to see more interesting picks. Like ones where it's like, I'm good at this champion. Come beat me. Because majority of the time, it's like, like I know in jungle, there's specifically like majority of the time it's Valkai, and they're they're always yeah. banning Elise, and it's like, it 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 just it kind of gets stale, and that's why I kind of like the the whole shift that they were making with like the support metas and stuff like that, because they were doing a lot of um, Ash supports and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and now the Rakan's back in the meta, so you have the Rakan Zaya, so I kind of like the mix up, but I want to see more of those like, not wouldn't say random, but like more um, exotic, like mid lane picks or stuff like that. See, Singed I, mid. I would love to see it. Actually, yeah, Honestly, it I, I want to see, and I feel like it hasn't happened for quite some time. I want to see those ego picks. Mm. I want to see the Ari versus Zed matchups. I want to see the LeBlancs. I want to see, you know, the Assassins back in the mid lane. Let's go some carry top laners. I want to see Lee Sin try to fight a Kindred for five minutes and have it go nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be so fun to watch. Um, but on that note, I guess, like, where do you see them at? Are you, are you happy with it? Or do you, like, where do you want it to go? Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty actually overall happy with the state of top lane as far as the top lane meta is going. I love yeah. seeing the jacks. I love seeing the outplays, the, the way the waves can manipulate when they're trading. Uh, they have the, the Scions, always fun to watch, as long as you like watching paint dry. Cassante <laughs> uh, is a breath of fresh air, honestly, being a tank and an assassin because... Small indie company. <laughs> and uh, the Fioras. And, uh, th- that's the skill expression I actually like seeing is the Jackson Fioras and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the duelists. The, the jungler meta, it, it, it's, it's stale. It's, it's a team pick. You are not playing selfishly. Uh, you're in the jungle. You're going, you know, Sejuani. You're going Maokai. You're going Vi. At least as far as LCS standards go. Um, you're pretty much always grabbing the Radiant Virtue, which is heals you every time you ultimate. Your ultimates have Lockdown, you have CC, you have enough innate damage in itself just to kind of, you know, get by and survive. Mm-hmm. You also have some picks, you know, you have the Elise, you have the Wukong if you want to sit there and, you, you know, do a little bit more damage while doing it. Elise is more of a snowbally champion. Mm-hmm. You're looking for early dives and things like that. Uh, Wukong is more like a... I'm a monkey, I have a clone, I can knock you up twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate Wukong. To, to, to this day, I hate him. <laughs> he is such an annoying champion to deal with. Um, all right, what about mid lane? <sighs> mid lane, to me, is kind of boring. Yeah? I'm not going to lie. I, again, I'm more of an assassin fan. Yeah. Watching all these control mages, while they're fun, they have some outplay, they have some engage, they have you know really good objective control alongside of, you know, your Scuttles, your Barons, your Rift Heralds, affecting other lanes, cool. Mm-hmm. But when I came into the game, that was the skill expression lane. That's why I love TSM. It's team solo mid. Yeah. Let me solo <laughs> their mid laner. Yeah. Now it's everyone shows up mid lane at five minutes. Yeah, it yeah. ain't a solo game no more. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's not a lot of 1v1s, not a lot of uh, plays anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, you got your scaling champions, you have your... Rise, you have your Cassidans that are getting picked. You have your Zeers getting picked for mm-hmm. a more scaling, safer lane phase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's... Eh. Yeah. It, it's... Granted, they're fun. They do a lot of damage. Playing them is always a blast. Watching them, you're kind of watching the same thing over and over again. And these guys have played these matchups, I mean, hundreds of thousands of times by now. Yeah. Uh, most of them are just kind of handshakes. They'll trade here and there. There's not really a lot of uh, pressure outside of that. It's way more reliant on your jungler these days and your support mm-hmm. to kind of dictate exactly how you're going to go about playing the game. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of bled into actual league too, where realistically you're getting a lot of ganks like almost immediately, where like in it, you're playing very safe in mid lane. You're farming up. You're trying to get the level advantage. Get the uh, the the gold advantage, and then you'll either have your su- your support or jungle show up, or their support and jungle show up. And I feel like 
like you said, there's not a lot of reliance on your own skill base in that in that building. Absolutely. I mean, we both play Zed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I One a little bit better I, than the other. <laughs> I would love to see it back in pro play. I remember, you know, Faker's outplay. I mean, you got, you got the sound clip. Faker, what was that? Yeah. I mean, it was just... That lives on in legend. Absolutely. I mean, I, I miss those kinds of things where, you know, solo killing in the mid lane meant, yeah, we're team versus team, but I'm just that much better. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like... at. Even though Azir definitely is more of a control, like, kind of positioning type person, he has, he's one of the more mechanically gifted where I'm fine with him being in the meta because you can see a lot of cool plays being made on that. But the rest of them... Sure, Shuffle. Yeah, but the rest of them, I would agree with you. But I mean, I would love... You know, Silas is always fun because, you know, it, your ultimate is not your ultimate. It's whoever they picked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, throwing that in the mix, yeah, it gives it new spice life. But also, I hate the champion. I do. Yeah. It makes no sense. As an AD carry, I shouldn't be getting one shot off of one item at yeah. any point in the game. Also, and that's something I kind of want to bring up too. <laughs> is if you play AD carry, you're in mm. for literally living in hell for 40 minutes unless you get severely ahead. And even then... If you know what manic panic is, <laughs> you're an ADC. Pretty much. Because <laughs> you can be not an O, which in this game is severely ahead. But then you'll have a 0-5 Fiora, who is a duelist, in the top lane, just look at you and you're dead. And it's it's so annoying, but that kind of leads to, and I had to learn this just through trial and error and through pain. <laughs> to get good. That's the idea of ADC, is that you have to position correctly or else you're done. Because you're doing so much damage as is. They can't yeah. make you take you. Mm -hmm. So, it, it's fun to watch. But on that note, where do you see the ADC role at? I actually do enjoy it. Um, you know, I love Zeri. Just, it's my favorite champion. Yeah. It, it's, it's mechanical. It gives you so much freedom to be able to move and to rotate early. Uh, you do a lot of damage, honestly, with just getting level 2 boots. 1,100 gold. I mean, you can't really complain about that. Yeah. Um, Ophelios... Starting to kind of creep back in mm -hmm. just a little bit. Uh, it's a very mechanically intensive champion. I think the champion itself does a lot in a team setting. It's kind of reliant as to what kind of weapons you have at the time, mm -hmm. what you can give, what you can force, things of that and nature. It does mm -hmm. different things, and whatever it does, you got to see subsection D, part four <laughs> on his gun. Yep, that's. Probably one of the, well, I think there's probably four champions now where you have to read the fine print. Yes. Gisante yeah. being one of them, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because oh his ulti makes all of his abilities change. Yep. It makes it all change, and he gets debuffed, he loses health, but he gains attack damage and healing. It's like that, but and this, he's still and this, crap. This, no this is actually what. one of the things that I do want to talk about because you have that up on the screen right now. Yeah. The fact that Tristan and Mid is coming back into pro play. Gives me so much PTSD. <laughs> AP Deathfire Grasp Tristana. I, I wasn't. I was around. And for all that. the original people who are listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that because item doesn't even exist anymore. It does not. It hasn't existed for about eight years. And it will not be coming back anytime soon unless Riot wants to. Um, well, they buff LeBlanc, so let's see where it goes. Unless Riot we, wants to. But we still haven't seen LeBlanc like kind of peek mm -hmm. out a little bit. Uh, her matchups really just don't. Work they're not favored for it. Uh, there, there are a very, very select few pro players, uh, Faker being one of them, who can pilot LeBlanc like no, nobody's business. It doesn't really matter what the matchup is. Yeah. Um, Chovy is actually a pretty good control mage LeBlanc instead of more of the assassin type. Interesting. He, he's more of a, he'll jump in with Everfrost. He'll make sure to get that stun. He'll hold down that target. Mm -hmm. He still does a lot of damage, but it's not really that kind of one shot that everyone's really looking yeah. for while playing him. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, what are your thoughts on support? Because, to be honest, in my opinion, supports really dictate what happens bot lane. Okay, so since we are only talking about pro play, I kind of like it. Yeah? <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of like it. Um, carry a set, let them cook. I mean, that's, let, let them cook. I, I love seeing, granted, not in my solo queue games, two ADs <laughs> in the bot lane. Yeah, uh, I think it, the Ash support and MF support and Twitch support kill me every time. Oh, you're you're looking at those in your solo queue games. Have I know. You, you got to see some of these games. They're playing Callista support. They're playing Jin support. That's, they have Caitlyn Varus lanes. They yep. all of these no, things that do poke. You're able to sit there and get some kind of CC. 
crowd control, vision control is an absolute paramount with a lot of these picks yeah. just from built-in kit differences. And to give you a little bit of an idea, this is out, it's still pros playing, but it's outside of uh, eSports. It's them playing in their own games. Ash Support is the number one picked uh, support right now or, um, amongst oh, all I, pros. I, I can't lie. Ash Support is a lot of fun. She's so Imperial fun. You Mandate and you just spam. To, oh. give, to give you guys an idea, Ash is supposed to be uh, an ADC. She's not supposed to be a support, but because of her kit, her kit she's able to pretty much do a lot of poke. Uh, has a good amount of CC and slow, um, and her ult is just on such a low cooldown that CC it, it, crowd it, control. it can just dictate the game. Hey, small indie company, don't give me an item and runes that give me an 11 second, 5 second stun. <laughs> yeah. That's just, ridiculous. Uh, just, just for you, freak. Just uh, throwing that out for the balance team. See, but I, whenever I would, whenever I'm watching like a lot of LCS, it's it's kind of the same. It's like you get Zeri Lulu, Sivir might be in there. Maybe you get Lucianami, and that's. Pretty much it. See, this is what I kind of don't like and do like about the chess game in Drive Phase. I mean, everyone's pretty much handshaking that Lulu Zeri lane into Lucian Nami. Uh, there are several other options that I'm like seeing. I'm liking, I really am liking, especially you seeing the Draven get picked more and more into it. Oh, no. Oh, it's by far and away my favorite thing to watch. <laughs> I'm a Zeri main, all right? I hate Draven. I hate it. I can't go anywhere near him. I don't have the damage or the sustain to do it. I don't yeah. care who you give me. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening. So, as a, as as we're going through each game, we, we're going to talk a little bit about like what happened this 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 past week, just to kind of go over some some current events as well. Um, I actually want to start with this game because it, it feels like uh, Golden Guardians know who they're going against, and they're just like, screw it. This is this is a solo queue game. This it, is, yeah, yeah, pretty much. A solo queue game. So to give you an idea, uh, Golden Guardians went up against Dignitas. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a reminder too of, of where their standings are. Golden Guardians is currently fourth uh, with five wins, four losses. Dignitas is zero and nine. They're they're oh, last place. Yeah, they're last <laughs> place. All right. Golden Guardians. The, so like we were talking about the bot lane is the bot lane. We got a Lucian Nami for Golden Guardians, and then we got a Zeri Lulu for Dignitas. Mid lane gets a little bit more interesting. You got Nikali for Golden Guardians. Then Nikali. you got you, then you got a uh, LeBlanc who we were talking about in Jensen who did not perform oh, well. Oh, Jensen <laughs> and Incarnation, whatever you want to call him, he has <laughs> never been that great at LeBlanc. Yeah, but he he tried. He then we did. got uh, we got a little bit more of a regular uh, jungle. Uh, Sejuani for Golden Guardians and Vi for Dignitas and my favorite matchup, which made me smile <laughs> at this so badly. Golden Guardians decided I know who I'm going against, right? I know you at this point I'm pretty sure they they might be 0 and 7, 0 and 8. They're like, we're just going to run with it. And they went with a Lee Sin top, who Lee Sin is a jungler. And you could play him support. You could, if you you want. could play him support, but like realistically, you don't in, want a, him, but... in, a, in a pro setting, you do not, you do not do this. <laughs> I, nah, actually, like as much solo queue as this kind of is looking, which let's be honest, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really like that matchup. The, if you've ever played the, the Lee Sin and the Jax matchup, I really like it. He has just enough base damage to sit there and trade back early, yeah. especially versus the Jax, who is, for those who don't know, absolutely broken right now. Um, I don't like his art still. I, I love it. I love it. I love the new changes for Jax. Yeah, I really like it. I, you can just kind of sit there and go toe-to-toe. Just don't move. Yeah, yeah pretty uh, much. Come come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack, and it finally lives up to the Jax character where like he's he's so good at fighting, he uses a lamp just to hinder him. Because imagine if he had a real weapon. It'd be, oh, it'd God, be scary. But it, 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 I love it. But So <laughs> it, in this game, to, to kind of give you an idea of what happened, uh, Dignitas lost. Badly. He, I wonder very, why. Very badly. They lost by a solid 12k gold lead. That's insane. That's like five touchdowns. Pretty, yeah. That's that's like you're getting blown out. Yeah, you're getting blown out. You may, you can be getting shut out, honestly, at that point. Yeah. So it was, it was. I just wanted to bring this up because of the Lee Sin top lane. Like that's, it, it just, it, it's so funny that Golden Guards is like, I know who we're facing. We're, we're, we can roll that's it. it. That's that's good. That's the ego check. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm picking this into you. Beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more of that. Um, let's actually kind of dive more into uh, the FlyQuest versus TSM because I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I kind of want to like talk more about like what made TSM win here. Like what 
like I know it was it was certain mistakes, but like, did you see it? If you if you see in draft fees, whose team do you like immediately? Absolutely. If you're looking up, see that's kind of oh. I personally really like FlyQuest draft. Really? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna sit there and you're gonna tell me, hey, who's going to carry this game? Mm-hmm. It's Prince. Yeah. I mean, you know, put all the resources to him. Get him farmed up. You know, get him to that one, two item power spike that really Jinx just needs mm-hmm. to kind of cut off. Um, but looking at it through what's easier to kind of perform with, mm-hmm. you're going TSM. I mean, it's you have just enough tanky, you have the engage, you have the zone control, you have a little bit of sustain, but your objective control is kind of just nutty. I mean, you're not outsmiting a Cho'Gath, all right? Yeah. You, have, you have the Rakan and the Talia both coming in and being like, hey, you want to walk here? You want to walk into this choke? I dare you. Yeah. Try me. Yeah. What are they going to really do? Yeah, they can sit there and mouth idle as being FlyQuest, but... But that's and it. What are you going to yeah. really do? Are you going to yeah. send Jace Melee to them? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I look at it, and they kind of did do that. They, they did try to feed uh, Prince Gold, um, who's under the Jinx. They gave him 16K gold, which was the most on his team by a good margin. But then you look over at uh, TSM, and like almost three champions have that or more. So mm. like that, that game is kind of doomed from the start a little bit. But I... I do kind of agree with your your uh, earlier thing where FlyQuest definitely does have, especially I'm looking at this as a solo queue too. Like, mm. it's if you have a team in solo queue that kind of like it's like, all right, we're here to protect you, go kill. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you're going to win. Um, but I mean, but how many times even in solo queue pro play it don't matter, baby. Yeah, Help it me. It, <laughs> it don't matter. You're an ADC. Good luck. Yep. Um. But, I mean, that's it. it's really just ease of execution. TSM's like, okay, they realize where they're at right now. They're still trying to get team synergy. Let's pick what's easiest. What, what's more easier than a Varus engage, than a, a Vi-R, which just brings you right to who you need to you yeah. know, mm-hmm. burst right away? Yeah. Anyone wants to come at you? Talia? Cho'Gath? You ever get screamed in the face by a dinosaur and just shut up afterwards? <laughs> yeah, because now I'm looking at that. Yeah, TSM does have the, the easier champ pool to kind of make plays off of. Because, like, yeah, like, almost every single one on FlyQuest, you have to hit your abilities to win. And on the other side, like, yeah, TSM immediately jungle. Like, he's he's a point-and-click CC that he's... It, whoever he picks, he's going to get bursted. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to see. Um, another... There was another game I wanted to go over a little bit just because I was a little curious. Uh, uh, uh this disappointment. Yeah. So, 100 Thieves versus Golden Guardians. Um, Patton, you want to kind of go a little bit into this? My God, get Purixen off of this champion. Please. <laughs> Look, I get it. He is one of NA's finest. He's the most decorated mid laner this league has ever seen. Don't don't put him on this. I mean, it's just... To be successful with Tristana mid lane, you kind of have to abuse the fact you're going to know where your jungler is. You're going to know where their jungler is. You're going to know exactly when you can go in and get the advantage. He pretty much hand shook with Victor for most of this game, and the only time he tried to press his, his advantage, he forgot to auto again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Tristana, you have to be aggressive. You can't just sit back. She's, she's a chance to, like... You're a lame bully immediately. I mean, you, you also got to realize in. that, like, yeah, it's pro play. Yeah, there's going to be three, four, five people mid. Just mm-hmm. because, you know what? Why not? Yeah. But at the same time, you're picking Tristana mid lane. You're going to be pushing. You're going to have to be roaming. Granted, you've done it a few times in this game specifically. Uh, he went bot lane, I believe it was twice. Got double lift ahead just a little bit more than he was at mm-hmm. the time. But it, nothing really came of it. You're playing Tristana. You want to sit there. You want to get that early push. You want to go roam. You want to make sure you're getting as much kills and assist, really, as you know your normal AD carry would. Yeah. You have to push towers too, and into Victor, you really just can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll he'll clear that wave, especially when it gets to mid to late game. So like, you're you're one shotting ease. Next yeah. thing you know, you're overextended. You know, <laughs> River picked by. Yeah. That there comes that ultimate. There comes that ultimate. <laughs> you you can't jump away once he's on you. So, so I like. I really liked Hundred Thieves' idea behind it. Yeah. Um, thing is, they didn't have their bot lane didn't pop off like it should have. All right, mm-hmm. you're pretty much playing an aggressive lane into an aggressive lane, 
Caitlin Lux is a staple lane. It has been for almost a decade. Yeah. Years, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's level two power spike, baby. Get it first. Dictate that lane. Try to do something. I mean, yeah. you're, you're Lucian Nami. Uh, granted, you know, you're going against two of the longest range characters mm-hmm. in the game. Um, but you're pretty much the only early pressure that your team really had. Are you going to sit there and rely on an Orn one through six, really, to go head first into a Renekton? Yeah, yeah no. You're pretty much there to play that late game and, and, and try to get that top lane. Uh, not that. You see, and this is where, you know, these team comps are just so different. Honestly, I would have loved, had they switched mid laners, I would have loved both team comps so much better because it's so so much more of a clear directive for both teams. Yeah. When you're yeah. picking Caitlyn Lux, you're pushing under tower, you're getting those plates, you're getting the towers, you're rotating around the map. That's what Tristana wants to do, but Tristana can't do that because there's just going to be too much pressure in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now I think about it too, one's a, a clearly aggressive, it, like initiate the fight, like comp in GG, and then one's a, one's kind of like a sit back, try to look for those picks type comp in Hundred Thieves, and they, if they switch it, that's exactly what that both teams look to do. And I just shout shout out to Gory real quick because like my man played out of his mind. His flashes were just insane, <laughs> escaping on like sub a hundred health yeah. almost every fight. And that's crazy to me in pro play is that like in in when you're playing the game just regularly, you're like, oh crap, I'm gonna die, oh crap, like oh he's he, he I, I got him up, oh, I didn't. And it's like in pro play, like they know if they're gonna live and die. They know exactly yeah. what millisecond to flash away, to flash in, to ignite, to do this, to do that. And that's so crazy to me. So like Gory, like there was there was sometimes though where it's like Look, my man had a four, one, and three scoreline. He should have been dead at least that many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that so with with all that said, with us kind of going into it, obviously FlyQuest is the clear front runner. Even though they had that that little mishap, they got to win back in the next game. Who is your Who is your team to like watch going into the rest of the season? Is it Is it TSM getting that win? Probably find that cohesion. Um, do you think that I highly doubt this at this point? But do you think that uh, TL kind of gets gets more of an understanding, kind of like starts playing uh, to their full potential? Who do you see as like the person down the line that will kind of knock FlyQuest a little bit down a bit? Uh, if anyone's gonna humble them, realistically, EG's a really good pick to yeah. sit there. Um, we're talking about the bottom of the standings up. I don't think Team Liquid's going to get it in them this split. Yeah. I think Summer Split comes. I think everything starts to click. They mm-hmm. go through a round of playoffs for Spring Split. They kind of sit there. They look, are like, what are we looking at? Maybe the meta shift's back in their favor. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I just don't see it happening right now in Spring. Um, I'm going to say 100 Thieves. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Tenacity's just being an absolute rock right now in the top lane. Uh, a lot of the mistakes, honestly, this team has is also tenacity. <laughs> Funny enough, but thing is, those those are personal things that he can fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, small things, you know, waiting that split second to not engage, to yeah. engage, uh, and just knowing the limits of his champion too. His lane phase though is uh, top three in the league right now. Yeah, I, I couldn't argue that, and I don't think anyone really could. Yeah, um, you have Bjergsen and Doublelift. Both coming in, both very decorated NA legends. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, Double Lift came back out of retirement too to come back. Yeah, two year retirement, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, yep. Said he was streaming. Said he was like, you know what? Nah, I still got it. These boys ain't got it. And just came back. Yeah. Lucio probably going to end this split as an MVP candidate. Really? Um, just some of some of his plays. Are outstanding, mm-hmm. but again, some of he's pushing that limit too much. But I'd rather have someone push it too much and yeah. then tone it down yeah. than the other way around because then your entire game plan kind of comes off. Okay, but I would say Hundred Thieves totally going to be challenging FlyQuest for the rest of the year. Okay. Wow, that's that's big. Um, and I guess to kind of go more a little bit in depth on how the schedule works because obviously there's there's a, there's not just one full season there's multiple splits yes yes so for those who wouldn't know right there's spring split which is your start of the year itinerary I 
can't remember precisely how many games there are or how many weeks there are. Yeah. But they sit there, they get seeded into, I believe it's one through eight, we'll go into playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's a playoff bracket, it's a round robin bracket. You know, win, you're good, lose, you're out, sucks to suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going in there, you're playing best of threes. Yep. Once you threes. once you hit, I believe it's semifinals, and then once you get into the finals for Spring Foot, you are doing best of fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, they take a little bit of a break, but the top one seed from each region, regions being LCS, which is NA, North, North America, America, LEC, which is the European League, you have your LCK, which Korea. is your Korean League, and then you also have your LPL. Among that, you'll also have some outsider leagues, some who don't really have the fan base that most of these you know, countries and continents do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be thrown in there too for a what they call MSI midseason invitational, which is pretty much just a prelude to worlds. Yeah. Right now, what region's the best? Let's see who's got it. Yeah. After that, NA, step it up. <laughs> please. We all want it. <laughs> After that though, they go back into summer split. Sit there, the meta's shifted by now. You have all new patches, all new champions sometimes that come in, all new item reworks too. I yeah. Mean, the past what two years, I want to say, just item reworks in itself mm-hmm, have just mm-hmm. been more and more precedent on what champion am I really going to play? Yeah. Um, go through your summer split. Go through the whole process again. Playoffs, best of threes, best of fives, top two from NA go, the top three from EU goes, LPL it's three and LCK it's three. There might be a fourth team, depending on exactly how much each region weighs in at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, but they play in through a play-in stage tournament before they can go to Worlds. Yeah. And then Worlds, baby, it's Worlds. It's, yeah. It's, that's, that's, honestly, that's, it's my favorite it's time. It's the favorite that's time of year. Yeah, that's the best time of the best. That's where you get, like, the that's where more fun picks come out. Because, yeah, like, you'll see the more wild yeah. out-of-pocket picks that come it's in. It's more like, I'm comfortable with this one. I'm ready for it. Just, yeah, just bring come it at on. me. Hey, baby, unicorns of love, dude, dear, before anybody else. <laughs> I guess, tell me which, because obviously it's very early on, but it, it is kind of clear, like, NA has always been on the back burner. Um, who's your favorite for a world's champion very early on? I mean, T1's just looking so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, T1 is looking so good. <laughs> T1 is a previous winner of Worlds. They are in Korea. They have the number one player in the world. His name is T1 Faker. Mm-hmm. He is just an unstoppable beast. <laughs> he, he literally like if if you I guess I, I wouldn't want to say Brady because Brady was very methodical and everything and he, he definitely pushed his team to win but like when it came down to like those like intricacies where like Mahomes has it yeah um, so like I don't I, Faker is just his own beast he's like yes he but he's been in the he's been in like this this sphere for so long some mm-hmm. of you actually might know Faker he had the cover of ESPN's magazine or sports illustrated he did yeah it. at one yeah, point the unkillable demon king yeah i mean this guy is just an esports legend of all time i mm-hmm. mean I, nobody's really won as much as faker yeah. yeah. on such stages uh he's drawing bands he's doing crazy outplays we talked a little bit earlier about the faker what was that outplay yeah with the Z. Z. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know his ra's not too shabby his LeBlanc <laughs> was undefeated for four seasons that's that's that's, nuts. Nuts. that's, that's, unheard that, of. that's four seasons every time this man picked the champion it was an auto win yeah, so I, every time, because Worlds is around, like, uh, October, November, so, like, that's where, like, that, wow, that's that's such a fun time for, for League for league in, in and of itself, but, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm now going to be watching 100 Thieves a little bit more diligently, and I'm going to, I'm going to see, like, do they really hold up to, 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 to the infamous patent, uh, future seeing prophecy, I couldn't think of the word there. I'm telling you, I, look. Again, it's EG and 100 Thieves. I think those three teams right now is going to be who makes it out for both splits. Mm-hmm. Um, Team Liquid being pretty much a close second. Golden Guardians maybe show me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't believe in TSM as much as I used to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's the general consensus. But I, I do think they might be some playoff heroes. I mean, we watched Cloud9 do the reverse sweep all the way into Worlds. Yeah. That, that, was, yeah. that was such a crazy time. So, you know, anything can really happen. I just... Right now, I mean, FlyQuest, EG, and 100 Thieves. Yeah, that'll be fun to see. Um, and on, on that note, Bill. Yo. 
Do you have any bad bets for us? Especially yeah, when it already. comes to uh, to League of Legends. I have parlays working. Okay. Meaning I already put bets on it. <laughs> um, there's two. Keep in mind, LCS has two sets of game or two sets of matches going on on Thursday and Friday. Let me just pull up the whole thing just to show you exactly what's going on because I kind of just hit everything. Let me get out of video poker. We're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> hang on, here we go. So, just to run through it, there's a couple games on Thursday, February 23rd at 5 o'clock, um, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on YouTube. You can type in Riot Games or you can type in LCS and you will be able to find the games. You can also go on Twitch.tv and the same thing, you could type in League of Legends and LCS as a channel that you can click on or Riot Games. They should have one for Riot as well. Mm-hmm. And then there will be a bunch of other streamers watching it as well. I highly recommend looking up, L- um, not uh, Nemesis, the other one. Uh, Sneaky and... Uh, Sneaky's a good one. Um, no, who's the other guy? Um, the one that was a coach for like a... Oh, you're talking about LS? Yeah, LS. Uh, yeah. LS is a, was a former coach for T1 for like maybe a split second and then that was it. No, he Not coached uh, Cloud9 yeah, for Cloud about Nine. Uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, they said no, because he was doing too many crazy things. That would have worked, but that's my thoughts. Anyway, oh, so, totally first couple games to run through. Uh, FlyQuest versus 100 Thieves. Keep in mind with Barstool Sports, for LCS only, it's letting you only do the money line. If you look in the LCK, if you're looking to bet on the, uh, Korea, they actually have a few more options regarding spread, match points, like you can guess how many matches... A team will win, but for LCS for North America, you can only bet on the money line. So again, first match, FlyQuest versus 100 Thieves. It's straight money line. FlyQuest is the favorite at minus 278. 100 Thieves is plus 200. Um, um, next game at 6 o'clock, still on Thursday, Immortals versus Team Liquid. Immortals are plus 200, Team Liquid minus 278. Third, um, at 7 o'clock, Golden Guardians, plus 140 versus Cloud9, minus 190. And then we have, at 8 o'clock, Team Solo Mid, a.k.a. TSM, at minus 115, Counter Logic Gaming, CLG, minus 115. So that's going to be a close game. And at 9 o'clock at night, the beatdown. Dignitas, plus 400 versus Evil Geniuses, minus 670. So that's going to be rough. <laughs> That's going to be so bad. That's going to be bad. Followed up on Friday, 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, or 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, TSM versus Cloud9. TSM is plus 210. Cloud9 minus 295. Uh, 6 o'clock, Immortals plus 180 versus CLG minus 245. At 7 o'clock on Friday, Golden Guardians plus 160 uh, versus Evil Geniuses minus 220. At 8 o'clock, Team Liquid, minus 120 versus 100 Thieves, minus 112. Close match. And the other beatdown, Dignitas, plus 560 versus FlyQuest, minus 1,115. They really had two games in a row for the top two teams. Yes, they're going to get their shit kicked in. Jesus. So let me look at the odds that I put down. The odds of what? Their survival? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't trust that. They're throwing the white flag already, my friend. I have two barways that I did. One for Thursday, one for Friday. I think... Here's the Thursday one. Both... One's a five-leg parlay, one's a four-leg parlay. So, first game that I have... It's all out of order, so hang on. Let me uh, do it in order. So, the five o'clock game. FlyQuest versus 100 Thieves. I took 100 Thieves because it's plus 200. Nice. Six o'clock, Immortals versus Team Liquid. I took Immortals because again, plus two hundred. Nice. I agree with that. Yeah. And then at eight o'clock, TSM versus CLG. I took TSM. That's going to be a tough one at minus one fifteen. They are the favorites, but it's going to be close. Uh, and then at nine o'clock, Dignitas versus Evil Genius minus six seventy. I just wanted to cover my bet. Right. And outside I, of their monitors blowing oops. up spontaneously. I also <laughs> forgot. I'm sorry. This was a five leg parlay. Uh, the Golden Guardians versus Cloud9. I took Golden Guardians because they're plus 140. I actually like that. So like overall, that odd is plus 4,545. $5 bet. That's the max I will do. Payout is $232.25. Hey, I mean, last time you did a, a parlay bet. No, yeah, it worked on this sports. Yeah. I was on it, a hot streak. It worked, so. But, um, so my Friday, <laughs> the Friday four-leg parlay, because I didn't, I didn't want to bet on all five. Um, where are we at? This one's a little bit more, it's a, lot, a little bit simpler. So 5 o'clock, we got 
TSM versus Cloud9. I took TSM again because they're plus 210. Immortals versus CLG. I took Immortals again because they're plus 180. Uh, Golden Guardians versus Evil Geniuses. I took Golden Guardians again because they're plus 160. And then Team Liquid versus 100 Thieves. I took 100 Thieves because they're minus 112. Your Friday one is, is not looking too hot. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do not see that. That's a throwaway. Money. That's yeah. a, it's five bucks. Five bucks at plus four thousand one hundred eighty-seven. Pay out two hundred and fourteen dollars and forty cents. You are not respecting Cloud Nine. No, not at all. You, have, you have no faith. Huh? Yeah. No, no. To, to get a- NA's greatest champion. <laughs> <laughs> How's he doing? Where's he at? All right, he's seven. He's seven and two. Yeah. Eh, no, I'm just working. talking about historically. Yeah. He can do better. <laughs> NA's one true hope. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back high elimination, no. baby. Bro, I feel so bad for Dignitas. That's just like... To be honest, I wanted to put money on Dignitas, but I was like, I can't. Their, you look at them on paper, and you're like, this team should be doing phenomenal. But they're like, not. Yeah. They, they have Santorin, they have Jensen, they have uh, Ignar. Yeah. I mean, all respectively, at one time or another, the best players in their roles. Mm-hmm. And just they can't, they can't yeah, put they together. Can't. <laughs> Figure it out, bud. Bring back so. Cutie Pie and Boy Boy. Um, you know, bring back, yeah, absolutely. No, no. Um, so that I think that that'll wrap it up for the the LCS. I think you wanted uh, to kind of talk a little bit real quickly about the uh, the fights that happened. Oh yeah, because they were pretty pretty brutal. There was actually not even that it was not pretty brutal. brutal. I did bring up last week um, the UFC Fight Night versus Blanchfield and Jessica Andre. I was very excited to see how Jessica would do, and I actually got the surprise of a lifetime. And Jessica actually got beat, um, which is actually pretty big, just a state in its own right. So just going quickly through the card on what I was noting. Um, I was right. The Jim Miller versus, oh, I'm too far down. Jim Miller versus Alexander Hernandez. Great fight. Um, decision, unanimous. Overall, very good. I did say in the last um, one, too, the William Knight versus Marvin Pacino. William Knight's either going to come out and knock him out with one punch, or do fuck all. I was right. The, the state, the stats on this fight is fucking hysterical. Because here's the total number of strikes between Marson and William Knight. 79 for Marson, 8 for <laughs> William Knight. 8! That's... He had a total of 8 significant strikes the entire fucking fight. Dude, I can go to any kindergarten classroom and get hit eight times. Exactly. <laughs> and basically from what William Knight stated, he got hit and then just like froze up. Ooh. In reality, he just, he fucking choked hard. I wasn't banking on him to win. That's why I said not to ma- I wasn't making bets in that last week just to be safe. But congrats to Marvin for, Marson, sorry, for absolutely beating the shit out of him for three rounds. Um... Beyond that, um, more decision, more decision. The Jessica Andre and Aaron Blanchfield, just going back to this. Aaron Blanchfield was on a hot streak for beating Molly Meatball McCann um, and basically going up in competition. Jessica Andre was ranked number three in women's flyweight, and she's currently ranked number 10. Round number two, she was able to get um, Jessica on her back and submit her as well, which is fucking huge. This catapults her up in towards the top five. Possibly fighting the champ, Valentina Shevchenko. And if that happens, it's going to be a good fight. I don't know if she'll win via... She won't win via striking because she's not the best striker. Mm -hmm. But if she gets her to the ground, I can actually see Aaron pulling some shit off. This girl's been on the mat for years. I'm talking before this. Knows what she's doing. Wants to fucking choke you out. And she probably will. Nice. That's hot. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) But either way... She got the performance in a night, so good for her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, overall, very proud for her. Um, next week, just because we'll, I'll have to cover it as well, I'm not going to go into crazy detail like I did before. You got Nikita Kirov versus Ryan Spann. Light heavyweight bout, ranked number six versus ranked number eight. Um, overall, going to be a good card. Keep in mind that is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Saturday, February 25th at 7 o'clock. That's um, uh, GM time, so that's going to be a little bit farther back. So about 10 o'clock Eastern Standard, Eastern Standard Time. Um, overall, um, not going to go too much detail into it, but 
yeah, that's what we have this week, and then we have even more craziness coming up. Nice. Um, I, so what I what I plan on doing just kind of because I know we went through a whole bunch of different topics that for a good amount of you aren't necessarily um, nerds. Yeah, people who <laughs> are nerds don't necessarily fully understand what we're saying. So if you go on our Twitter handle at uh, AB Sports Media, um, I'll kind of throw some things out there. So if you when you listen to the podcast. You can kind of get more pictures and get an idea. Um, later down the line, hopefully, we'll start recording these and actually getting like some more uh, yeah. displays up and stuff like that. But um, for the time being, uh, my name is AJ. And I'm Bill. I'm Ryan. There we go. And you're listening to A&B Sports Media. So don't forget to send us uh, any questions to our, our email um, and our uh, Twitter handle. So thanks for listening. Have a good one. Deuces. Good night. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 53342 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.